My mom didn't know what ass to mouth meant until I said it on stage. Wait, 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 wait. I said I like it. What is happening right now? Has this episode started? You're just riffing right now. <laughs> Ronald, you're supposed to save the the bizarre That's your outro for the end of the show. Yeah. You should tack this on to the end. <laughs> episode 61. Epi, 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 epi. Happy, happy episode sixty-one. But yeah, uh, we're talk- we're gonna talk about movies, right? <laughs> At some point. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all. That's, that's the horse. What brung us, Ronald? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, what have you guys seen lately? I guess we should talk about that first before we get into the movie we're gonna talk about. I saw a uh, really cool trailer for the new Coen Brothers movie that's coming oh, out that sometime in the future. What's yeah. the name of it? Inside Lewin Davis. Cool, cool. And it appears to be set uh, in the kind of folk music movement of the late 50s, early 60s in mm. New York. Uh, and it's, you know, it looks, it's very, it exudes Coen's but it's also, there's something about it that feels like something different for them. I don't right. know what it is about it that, um, that, that makes me feel that way. Maybe something about the way that it's shot or just the, the subject matter, but you know, it definitely feels like a movie they haven't made before. Yeah. Sure. I saw um, a documentary called Detropia. Um, it's uh, from the filmmakers who, uh, Heidi Ewing and Rachel Grady, who I actually had the pleasure of hanging out with and meeting when I used to work at my uh, different job for a film that they made called boys of Baraka about the Baltimore city school system. And uh, this is their new film about basically the uh, city of Detroit and the economy and how industry has left the city, um, how it's affecting the people. Really cool documentary. Kind of, a you know, I wouldn't say cool because it's, it's kind of a downer, but it's really a kind of uh, a quick snapshot look of what's going on there and how it's not just there, mm-hmm. but it's just like a point of the it's – a, it's an area of the country that used to be thriving in a certain area and to see how deeply affected it is. Um, to the point where they're actually paying people to move out of the city in certain areas. It's just insane mm. to see that happen. Yeah, to um, see that kind of an urban center that has basically just become like a shell. Yeah. It really is. Have you ever been to Detroit? I've been through Detroit when I used to tour with my band. I've never really hung out in the city, but mm-hmm. just even passing through and playing where we played there, um, it doesn't take long to see that it's 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 that. I mean, yeah. what I, you know, it, it's worse now, but it, it, it's not a place I want to hang out. Yeah, I only um, I was only there once, and it was it definitely had like a ghost town kind of yeah, vibe to it. It absolutely does. Like well, the, the way Baltimore <clears throat> is at night, Detroit seems to be during the day all the time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But um, yeah, I don't know. Detropia is on. Uh, I think it's on a couple on demand sources right now. But it's getting like a, it's a really small film. Maybe a couple releases here and there. But mm-hmm. um, I check it out. Um, I, I I like their films in general. They also did Jesus Camp, um, which I think got nominated for an Oscar. But uh, really cool filmmakers, and uh, I always check out their work, and it's it's definitely didn't disappoint me yet again. Mm. Um, cool. What else? I also finally saw This Is Forty, which I actually did quite like. I mean, I I, I know if, I don't know if my expectations were lowered from hearing so much middle to lower mm-hmm. responses from friends and family, but um, I I kind of liked it. Um, did it feel stuff, long to you? It it, it, it really didn't me. feel long to me, Neither. and I, I I don't know if it's because I knew it was long, and I'm like yeah. I'm preparing for it to feel long. Well, I I think everyone's been overreporting the length. It's actually like two and fifteen. Two fifty, yeah. But people have been talking about it like it's one of those Hollywood, uh, one of those holiday movies that we've been sort of half complaining right. about the running like time. Funny, like it's a little long for the type of movie long? that it is, but it's not ridiculously long. It's not funny people long. Funny people long was crazy. No, I not, not at believe all. That movie was that long. No, I thought this is forty was. Uh, in the end, better than 
I was beginning to think it would be based on the kind of lukewarm response people had for it. But um, I, right. my thought was just, I think I wanted it or expected it to be a little bit more universal. It's much more of a very specific story of this couple. Like it's not something like as a person who's pushing 40, I can tell you that some of that stuff was really relatable, but some of the stuff was very specific to this particular kind of life of privilege these people were oh, living. Yeah, yeah. And so it wasn't as identifiable as I maybe wanted it to be. But there are key moments that were extremely relatable from a, you know, just from a dealing with a marriage uh, and being in a long marriage and and what you do to keep things interesting. I thought it, Mm. I thought, I mean, with those actors and with with Judd Apatow as a writer and director, you're not going to end up with a movie that doesn't have a few really funny moments and scenes in it. Um, But yeah, something about it just felt sort of good, not great for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I I thought there was some really funny parts in it, but yeah, nothing nothing outstanding. Mm. But I did I didn't enjoy it. I also finally saw Tim Burton's uh, Frankenweenie, which I actually really liked. Um, so did Henry. Yeah, I mean, we I, yeah, I, I figured it. he probably would. Mm-hmm. We have we have similar tastes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I I had I've actually watched it twice in the past week just really? to see it. Again. Yeah, I don't know. I really love films like that, and I, I, I like Tim it. Burton. I liked the sh- the Frankenweenie short years ago that I saw mm-hmm. when I was younger, but. It's just uh, the voice talent in it, I think, is great. Um, all the kids are really fun in it. And uh, I don't know. It just feels – it feels it – like, it, like, oozes the pieces of Tim Burton that I really like mm. in most of the scenes in the film. And and I feel like some from some of his live-action films in the Which past – Which we really haven't seen in a while. Yeah. and, and Like you know, that kind of t- – that super Tim Burton-y goodness. We yes, really haven't exactly. seen that in a while. And, and I have – I was about to just say that. Like, I haven't seen it in a lot of his, like, live-action films in, in a, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it almost made me kind of, like, tap into how I feel – still feel anytime I watch like Edward Scissorhands, I, it's got that magic to it, you know? And, and I, and I was a little worried to see how they would pull this into a feature length film, but, um, I, I loved it. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad Put to see it's two movies this year, Tim Burton. What was the other one? Dark shadows. Oh yeah. Dark shadows, yeah. which yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of, but Frank yeah. and Winnie, I, I, if you haven't checked it out, Ron, I, don't, I haven't, it's, I really it's good, want man. to, I check it out. I, I didn't see it. Henry watched it with, uh, with his mom, mm. but, um, I'll say with my wife Nikki, that sounds like we're divorced. If I say he watched it with his mom, but he's been—it's he, funny—he's been wanting to watch it with me since he saw it. Like he keeps asking me, "Are we going to watch Frank and Weenie today, Dad?" Really? Are we gonna watch? So it's like it's the first time. Usually, it's me trying to force a movie on him, but mm. now this is him—you know—saying, "You got to see this, Dad." Really? Um, yeah. But no, it's funny that one came out, and I almost feel like people weren't paying attention to it. But everybody I know who's seen it has felt you felt the way you do about it, Steve. Like yeah, everybody I mean, has come to me and said it was great, or it was you know like. Again, if you're a Tim Burton fan, this is kind of the movie you've been waiting for. No, I mean it. It has great. It's got like an 88 or 90 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. I mean, it's it's definitely a you know well received film, and I, and I'm not a hundred. I, I I don't want to say it's about checking as I'm saying it, but didn't it get nominated for an Oscar? Is it in is so. it in the animation category? Yeah, it this, did. This it, it got nominated. No, no, it got because I'm second guessing myself thinking about the Golden Globes, but it did. It did get nominated for Golden Globe, and it also received a nomination for an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, which I think is awesome. And you know, I don't know which film I would pick, but having seen it just now, finally, I, I really enjoyed Paranorman and Wreck-It Ralph. I I don't know which one I would pick because they're all different, you know, to me. But I thought Frank when he was really good. I definitely recommend it. Well, that's a really good sign because I know you really enjoyed yeah. Wreck-It Ralph. So yeah, and it's because of that that Burton factor, like like the, the, the things that I used to love about older Tim Burton films. That mm-hmm. there's something going on, and I think maybe because it's like from a property that he did back when he was really cultivating that style. You right. know what I mean? And it's just it's all over the movie. It's almost like when a band goes back and records a song they wrote 
20 years ago, yeah. a lot of times it sounds like them again, yep. you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, check it out. Frank and Weenie, it's, it, I thought it was awesome. Didn't you want to mention another one, Ronald? That yeah, I saw Holy Motors. Yeah, you mentioned it a couple or briefly. On did you see it with uh, with English subtitles? I saw or it like with I did? English subtitles. Um, and did it make it sense still, with English it subtitles? It made less sense. So basically, it's a story about a man um, named Oscar. The also common story of a man. Yeah. yeah. So Oscar is in a limousine and he's living all these lives. Um, he has all these costumes in his limousine and he goes around and executes like a couple things yeah. and then he gets back in his limousine and so he's, he's an actor he's playing an actor a, a role in... it's 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 multi-layered yeah, it's very yeah. i have to say having seen it without the english subtitles mm-hmm. it didn't i don't know if it would lose that much or gain that much but it was it was so dreamlike in terms of the way it worked visually yeah that i didn't really feel like i was missing nah, that much I, I mean there's specific scenes where i don't know what people were saying but it's it's such a visual feast of a movie that like it it almost could have been wordless in my opinion i mean it was yeah. it's it's definitely uh but as far as a story i mean does it does it really come together into much of a story no not okay. really i mean what you find out is holy motors is an organization that's really all it is like but you still don't know i i i, I can't figure out the meaning of it like i i think it's supposed to have some idea about like just how Life is very uh, broad, and a lot of things are happening simultaneously. And I, I, I really don't know the meaning of it, but beyond that idea, um, but it was cool just seeing him weave through these different things. He was very different people. Like he was like a gremlin-like character in one scene, yeah. and then uh, a normal father that had like taken his kid to a party and. It's it's very weird, but but what it did was because he was all these characters, he you got to see these glimpses into these very normal things you see, but you don't think about how uh, significant they are. Like even though they're small things, like the things that we say and do do have an impact, mm-hmm. and the fact that he can kind of weave in and out of this stuff is interesting. It was interesting. I, it had no point it had no like it wasn't resolved in the end but it was worth seeing it was like tree of life except i <laughs> thought <liked> <laughs> except i liked it a lot yeah. well sometimes movies are put together that way where they really are like i mean it's almost it's overly simplified to just say art films purposefully but art where helps. it's like as it's got as much to do with the cinematography and the set direction i mean the set design and the costuming everything is like unified mm-hmm. and sometimes you see a movie like that and it's just so impressive to me to see the visual achievement when it's a such a specific vision mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that just yeah. makes me think that everyone must have been working at the height of their craft on that movie that that yeah. people doing the costumes and the people doing the lighting everybody everything's so unified it just has like it despite all those kind of different turns the character takes it still holds together yeah. or again like i said as a as a visual statement i mean the only is. constant in the movie is dennis levant the guy that is uh walking around as oscar mm-hmm. and then i just uh, couldn't tell if he was supposed to be playing different characters or if it was all sort of different facets of the same man right or... I, t- I think yeah i could it was his job though that was another thing too like it, it was it was passed off like their appointments mm-hmm so that okay. that's a thing that that his his um his chauffeur either Scob she plays Celine 
Celine is telling him basically like you have to resolve this by this time so we can get back for your next appointment. You want to eat? You have to eat. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. And then he also yeah you got you should see it with English mm-hmm. uh, with English subtitles. It 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 makes a difference, but it is still still going to be equally as puzzled. Well, no, I mean, I could definitely, ins- you know, I enjoyed watching it enough that I, I wouldn't, I would intend to watch it again, probably at some point anyway. Right. But, I, you know, I say that all the time and then never get around to it. <laughs> we were kind of talking about that last week when you we were talking about uh, John dies at the end. You oh, were saying yeah, yeah. It's like you don't see yourself really watching it again, even though it seems like a movie you could rewatch. I, I almost never, if I don't see a movie twice in the theater, I almost never watch it again on home video. You yeah. Know? I don't know what that is. I don't, maybe it's just there's too many new things to watch. Yeah. Did you see Holy Motors? Yet? No, I haven't seen it. I, I do um, want to see it. I have access to it in some way, shape, or form. But I accidentally turned it on, actually, when I went to watch Frank and Weenie. And really? uh, I was like, this isn't Frank and Weenie. <laughs> and then I stopped it, but I never went back to it. You said it like an old man. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's what I do when I watch movies. I, Wait a goddamn like minute. That. That's how I talk. <laughs> cool. But, no, I'll check it out, though. It looks pretty cool. Although, batshit crazy, but I'm I'm... I'll commit and check yeah. it out. Cool. That's um, pretty crazy. But yeah, we're going to move on to our feature film just to kind of, we, we glazed over a couple that we saw otherwise, but um, John and I were, were able to check out an advanced screening of uh, the new film, Warm Bodies, the the new film from Jonathan Levine. Um, some people might know him from, he did a film last year with Seth Rogen and uh, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt called 50-50, which I actually really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a new film from him. Um who he actually wrote the screenplay as well. Isn't it based on a book? Yeah, it's based on a book by Isaac Marion that came out, I think, in 2007 or 2008. Um, it, I mean, it's it's kind of coming out amongst this whole zombie thing. I mean, it's like basically like a zombie love story in a way. Uh, we're kind of thrown into a world with uh, Nicholas Holt plays our lead zombie, whose name is R. And, uh, you know, this is... Because um, that's all he can remember is that his name started with an yeah, R. Yeah, with an R, yeah. You know, there's there's a narration provided by him throughout the film and he's aware of things going on, but you know he's not able to express them because he's a, a zombie. Um, that is until he meets uh, Teresa Palmer's character, Julie, who does something to him, and it kind of ignites this piece that may uh, be making him come back to well, some the, sort of it, human form. It does a few things differently uh, than any zombie movie before that I can think of. As far as taking the zombie's point of view... To this degree, I thought that was that's something that yeah. I expected somebody would have done a long time sure, ago. Sure. And the other thing was the sort of notion that there might be a cure. It, th- those notions play more heavily into this than than they do in most zombie movies. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I would say, all told, it's a cute movie. It doesn't really work as a zombie movie. It, the, the emotional part works pretty well, but I feel like the sort of zombie movie mechanics of it. It you know it doesn't quite hold together. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fast and loose with of of what well, most. Speaking people... of fast and loose, I don't know if these are fast zombies or slow zombies. <laughs> right, right. The movie makes a point of the, how of, slow the zombies are at points for, moments, for humorous yeah. uh, purposes, and then there's a few scenes where they're basically your 28 days later kind of rage. Oh, zombies. like basically when they're like going after their food or whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, and you can make the argument that when they're on the kill, they're more vicious. But still, I felt like that was something that the movie could have could have played around a little bit more with making that feel more specific because it mm. felt just like the zombies are slow when it's funny, but when they when it's scary for them to be fast, we're going to make them fast, you know. The right. other thing that was cool that this movie did was the sort of hierarchy amongst the zombies, the ones that have been uh, 
not so much dead longer, but the ones who've gone longer without eating, they seem to go a, a, a little bit crazy and they become a little bit more evil. So you sort of have good zombies and bad zombies in this, in this oh, movie. Okay. And that kind of gives you a little bit more of your, your typical, you know, like you can sort of see how, how you've got these likable zombies. You can sort of see how they're different from the, from the really nasty ones. But, gotcha. but they're all eating flesh. Nicholas Holt was good. Yeah, I like him. I, I liked him in, uh, in X-Men First Class. Yeah. He played uh, Beast. Um, and anyone who doesn't know, he's the he was the child actor in About a Boy. About a boy he was yeah. also really good in that. It's crazy, yeah. That you know, he's the same. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, get used to those things. Get used now. to those things that make you feel old, Steve. Yeah, because, no, thank but, you, yeah. John. <laughs> Fuck, it's coming. I really uh, liked About a Boy too. Um, there's a lot of. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's funny that like when we came out of the theater, like yourself, me, and like a couple of our friends, like. Everybody was like, that was cute. Yeah, cute. Or that was adorable. Which is kind know? of a mom word. Yeah, know? it is. But it, it really does kind of play more towards like a, almost like a rom-com than it does pay any true detail to like a zombie movie. And it's in fact, what you're saying there is so true because the moments when the romantic comedy starts to work the most, the nagging feeling I had was, but we're we're in a post-apocalyptic right, zombie right, world and right. the, the stakes... Sh- should feel higher and more dramatic. Right. It almost felt like we're taking time to deal with this cute romance in a way that felt sort of appropriate to what the movie was trying to do. But if I put myself in the shoes of anyone in that movie, it seems like you've got much bigger fish to fry than, than what's going to happen with these young lovers. Now, in the end, if it has something to do with the fact that perhaps zombies can be cured, it does have sure. ramifications. That's where I think the play is. But, but I think that they're, they're, they do everything they can to get to that moment without really presenting a a scenario that really feels like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like, you know, again, if you've watched, say, The Walking Dead or something like that, which definitely has its problems, but that show is much more interested in the day-to-day mechanics of surviving a zombie apocalypse. Mm. This is kind of like... The, the zombie apocalypse is already over, and you know the people are living in a walled off city, and the zombies are just kind of outside that. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of liked it. I think uh, I think it's kind of hard, like for a movie like this, to really to kind of either in terms of marketing or kind of the get an audience to, to commit to it because I think there's obvious like undertones of like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing going on throughout the film, even with our character named R and we have Julie and there's a scene where he's like talking up to her on a balcony. There's a lot of like weird little things that happen like mm-hmm. that definitely play more to the romance. And I think that's where you really, I mean, like, like within 10 minutes of the films start, you know, you, you kind of see a, who you assume to be a major character, you know, kind of go bye-bye, mm-hmm. you know, at the hands of our true main character. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, that even that fuels the fire for like why he is attracted to this girl. Yeah. Because and it actually is, is interesting that they managed to keep, there's a device that allows them to kind of keep a character around exactly. after the fact of what happens to them. And that's, that's very tied into kind of thematically something this movie does. That's a little different. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I know some, I did of the, too. some of our friends we saw it with didn't seem to like that aspect of it, but I thought the sort of, can, can we say what that is? I mean, I, I, what do you think? Gosh, Steve, I don't know. What do you think, Schmovie fans? Do you want to go see Warm Bodies completely clean, or do you want to stick around and hear a few mild spoilers? I can't make your life plans for you, but I can tell you that this podcast enters spoiler territory in three, two, one. Um, when the zombies eat someone's brains, they experience their memories. Oh. Yeah, because the zombies can't remember anything. Like, he can't even remember his name. But like when they consume somebody's brains, they kind of flash through that person's memory. And this is where it's fuzzy. 
because there's no real indication of why the zombie we're following, why R is different. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we know from his narration how he's different because we hear his thoughts, but it makes it sound like if you were eating brains, you would be experiencing what he's experiencing. But because basically he says that, you know, feeling people's memories helps him keep his humanity a little bit. So they give that little explanation at the beginning that why this zombie seems a little more like a human is because he's he's been doing this. But surely all zombies are eating brains. So in that yeah. sense, it doesn't. It still doesn't. The movie never quite explains why. Um, why R is different from all the other zombies. And it also never quite explains why if love can kind of awaken uh, the humanity in someone who's turned into a zombie, mm. why hasn't it happened before with all the, with all the, you know, couples that are, that were probably torn apart when one of them turned into a zombie or all yeah. the families that were torn apart. But I don't think the movie really wants you to think too much about those mechanics. No, I agree. I, I think it's kind of the thing where you just kind of accept it as it is and just not weigh it against something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, I don't feel like that's even spoiling anything. I think that's yeah. just the thing that you're, you're told within uh, that's why 10 I say a slight spoiler. Like it's yeah, not going mean, to ruin the movie, but it's you it, might just be surprised by like, oh, this is something yeah. that they're saying about how zombies yeah. experience eating brains. I mean, it's I don't know. I think there's uh, the fact that you know you, they're they're not asking you to really commit to like the zombie mythology mm-hmm. that most people or you know that we all kind of think we know. Um, they, like, they even make a joke about it that at the beginning, actually, by saying like we don't really know how this got started. Yeah, and they run down the list of a few possible like. You know, all the movies have like, oh, it's an airborne thing. Or, yeah, or it's a rage virus, disease yeah. or oh, it's, uh, you know, radioactive embalming fluid or whatever it's been. Like mm. they, they make some quick allusions to that at the beginning as far as like what caused this. We don't really know. We don't really you know. know. Mm. So you just kind of go with it, you know, just kind of like you can accept that. And then you just kind of go along because that's really not the movie isn't really even about them being zombies. You know, it, it, it definitely our our environment that we're in, but it ju- it does transform into more of a just like a. A rom-com to me, you know, and I think there's it's, a lot of oh moments. There like is, the you know, and, and, and there's like and there's a lot of and there's a decent amount of laughs in the film. Rob mm-hmm. Corddry's in the film. He gets a couple laughs as a zombie. Is he the same zombie friend? Is huh? the same sort of person? Well, it's interesting. He's, it's wait, interesting to see Rob, how Rob Corddry, Rob Corddry, like he always is. Oh, he's he he is, but in, it's different because he's playing as like I thought. Rob Corddry was actually really good at bringing his Rob Corddryness. Mm. to essentially a character who goes mm, for most of the movie, you know? Sure. And, and I thought he also, his look, he was, uh, he, I thought Rob Corddry looked great. As yeah, like a, you I know, agree. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting. Like it's a funny performance, but even his part, which is not the main part of the movie, there's some, there's some pathos there. There's a, there's a little, you do come to feel sort of sorry for these zombies, you know? Mm. And I think that at the risk of making it sound like the movie's trying to make some statement about modern life, they do try to sort of <laughs> make a connection between the zombies, the way they are now and the way we, the way they were before that they were, you know, there's, there's an allusion to the fact that like, before I like that part, like before the zombie apocalypse happened, people were, were, were so isolated and everybody's glued to their little personal device and walking around. Like you get a sense that they weren't that different from zombies before the right. outbreak. And that was, I think Shaun of the dead had a similar note to it as well, yeah. where it takes him a while to figure out that the world has had a zombie uh, outbreak. But uh, no, it, in that sense, it was funny. It did work well as comedically and romantically. I thought those were the, definitely the strengths of the movie. You know, the zombie part is more of kind of like window dressing. And it's funny, the part you just referenced, like, R, he kind of romanticizes what it used to be like. And, like, the voiceover is saying, like, 
how we were so connected and so conversational. And like, it's like an airport where they're staying. And it's like everybody, as he's given us this, this picture of this, the way the world used to be, it's literally like John said, everybody's on their cell phones. No one's acknowledging anybody. They're yeah. just in their own little bubble. And I, you know, that's kind of funny to me. And I mean, I think it does speak to like, you know, there's a bigger picture going on. I think a little bit of social commentary about like connections to one another and like, yeah. you know, love kind of, being something that would would could and should and would reconnect you to someone or to society and there's you know and and are we are are we all not zombies of a sort steve maybe maybe john i think i left the theater thinking that a little bit <laughs> i need to reevaluate my life and see uh you know if i'm aware of everything i need to be aware of and feeling everything i need to be feeling that's deep man yeah, thank you bro thank you but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I did enjoy Warm Bodies. It's nothing. I don't. I don't know that I feel like it's anything special. Yeah. I think it's something a little different, a little, and it's fun. I mean, I think that. Uh, yeah, its reason for existing is exactly what you get from the trailer, which is, oh, it's a zombie movie with the romantic comedy light on top of it, or it's a romantic comedy where the the divide between the two characters, maybe more to the point, is the fact that one of them's a zombie. So in right. that sense, it really is a sort of wrong side of the tracks kind of love story. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Nicholas Holt's pretty solid in it. Teresa Palmer, she's okay. I, don't, I don't like her. Yeah. She's cool. Um, I was gonna say Dave Franco, James Franco's brother, mm-hmm. is in the movie. Um, and he's been in other things, right? I know. Oh I've yeah, seen he's him been in, in like the Fright Night remake. He's okay. been in a couple other movies. Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say I, every time I see him now, I cannot get this out of my head. If any, I don't know if you guys go to funnierdie.com, like the yeah Adam McKay Will Ferrell site, whatever. There's a video series on there that you're going to need to check out. It's Dave Franco and uh, Chris Mintz-Platz, the guy who played McLovin. Mm-hmm. And the series is called You're So Hot. I don't know if you've seen it or not. <laughs> no. I promise you, if you watch it, you'll never be able to see any of those characters in a movie again and not see them in those things. It's it's so inappropriate and and just explicit. It's hilarious. I know that's a tangent, but no. everyone should go check that short out. There's two there's two videos in the series. It's It's hilarious. But um, yeah, David Franco or Dave Franco, whatever he goes by, it, n- nothing special in this film, in my opinion. But yeah. <laughs> we're right, yeah. In that series online, he's he's aces. But I mean, book. it's not a role like it's not. That's not even a knock on him. It's not even a no, role that no. You would really have much of a chance to make an impression in. But. No, he's just a he's like a thread. He just connects mm-hmm. the two of them together. But um, yeah, I don't know. I would check it out. It's in theaters now. Um, why it should be every theater probably in your town. Um. I'm really curious to see what John, this this director, Jonathan Levine, does next. And I was looking through his filmography because to go from like a film like 50-50, which, you know, is a, at times gets to be a pretty heavy film. Mm-hmm. And he had a couple of films before then, um, The Wackness, which I thought was really cool. I, I love The Wackness. Oh, lo- that was him. Okay. It's yeah. one of my favorite movies yeah. of that year. And uh, All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, which is a really cool little horror film that came out about like, what, 2006, I think. Um, so he's like all over the place. Like he's got mm-hmm. like this horror film. He's got this really heavy human drama. He's got this like zomcom rom, whatever. Yeah, I- I'm curious what this guy's got going on because I mean he definitely there's a voice there somewhere. I'm mm-hmm. feeling. I'm just kind of like wondering where it's going to really kind of get honed in and see where. I'm always intrigued by like these directors that do all these different kinds of movies, and you're like, are they doing that to find like what their strength is or yeah. to find where they really hit it out of the park? Or are they just genuinely that, you know, like varied in, in what they want to say? Yeah, it's true. It's true that like you would think that at some point you start to sort of you, you're impressed by someone who does that many different things. But you also don't really see a style and it almost makes the person seem kind of like a 
like a hack, like more like a journeyman or a work, yeah. director for hire. Or yeah, something exactly. Like that. But like clearly, this, I mean, he, has he had a hand in all the screenplays that he's directed um, at this I, point? I, of the last two films, yeah, I know that he had a hand. I, I believe in Fifty Fifty and for Warm Bodies. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think uh, all the boys love Mandy Lane, but I think he had a hand in the Wackness. But um, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely involved in these films beyond just being a hired director. Yeah. But it's just I'm, there's there's really cool things going on in all those films I just mentioned. And including, you know, warm bodies. So I'm just kind of like, this is a guy that obviously has his connections going on here. I'm, I'm always just like, you know, kind of curious and the lookout for like, you know, the new directors that are out there. We always, like, there are some more successful that we've referenced recently, like uh, Ryan Johnson and um, I forget who else I've talked about recently. But I mean, oh, the guys that did, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that did uh, Chronicle. He's doing the new Fantastic Four movie. I mean, just like, just new vis- these new directors coming on the scene. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I'm just curious to see what does next. I mean, this is kind of an interesting film. Like I said, different than anything he's done prior. And it's kind of cool to see directors come along that kind of try to change it up or mix it up to, I don't know if it's meant to throw me off or what, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah. worth seeing that. Worth I, seeing? I'd recommend, I, I would. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like I said, I don't think if I'm going on a scale of, I, I, I know we don't like usually uh, associate stars or numbers, mm-hmm. but I work really well off of those kinds of scales personally mm-hmm. when trying to explain to somebody just for perspective. I mean, I would, this is this film for me. I'd, is, I'd give this one number stars. Yeah. I, I think this movie, I think this movie on a scale of one to 10, it would probably be somewhere in, in the sevens, low sevens. Yeah. It's pretty you know, hard. Because it's not yeah. a bad movie. It's oh, not no. a bad film. It's nothing special that that would warrant going closer to 10. But mm. at its best, I think it's like it's a, it's a safe film that you could go and just be like, that was good. Yeah, if you were to extrapolate the plot from the trailer, you would you would be dead on. Yeah. You know, oh, everything absolutely. everything as it is laid out in the trailer is exactly the way the movie kind of It's unfolds. not misrepresented at all. You know, in the tradition of movies we've been seeing lately, it's a short film. It's only like, what, hour and... 35 minutes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 35, 35. So you don't really have time to get bogged down in what might be the worst thing about it, which is just that it's kind of predictable. But otherwise, it's, it's uh, you know, it's got a lot of charm. Mm. And it might be, I, what, we have one more, what, is it World War Z? Is that coming out this yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else on the? I I I sort of hope there aren't any any other any more zombie movies. I don't think out. that there's such a thing as an original spin on it right Besides now. Besides the, the Walking Dead coming back on air, I don't think yeah. so. That's February, be, right? I think so, yeah so soon check it out it's in theaters now um before we head out of the episode on it we were going to kind of like tease an upcoming episode that we're going to be doing around yeah. valentine's day it will, will it be the episode our valentine's episode will actually be the day after valentine's day right yeah it'll be so after you went and had your great night with yes. your significant other mm-hmm. you can come back mm-hmm. and kind of be like hey it's weekend you know yeah. what we're we gonna do this friday yeah. oh i know let's 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 maybe get a good rom-com or yep. just like we always do, let's download the latest episode of the Movie Schmovie podcast. Turn off all of the lights, unplug first. the phones, mm-hmm. and listen to the podcast. And let us talk you to sleep. Yes. Right? <laughs> the <laughs> sweet sound of Ronald's voice. <laughs> That's why we always throw to Ronald at the end of an episode. It's because mm-hmm. he's, the one who puts it it, he's the one who puts it to bed. Yep. With some, uh, oh God, I'm Inappropriate. not going to say it. <laughs> No, save it yeah, up for a second. Let, let, let me get out yeah. our, our let me get out the, the need it tag here. Yeah. Which is that we're gonna we're gonna utilize the uh the Google voice line again. Basically, I mean John, I don't know if you want to kind of give it the idea behind the upcoming episode to see what Well, are we gonna do straight uh romantic comedies, just people's favorite straight romantic yeah, comedies? Yeah, I mean we, yeah. we we're we're gonna probably go in a couple different directions for the episode, yeah. but I mean the, the safest bet is is uh, we're gonna just turn the line back on. So if you guys wanna call in 
Uh, again, it's four four three 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 zero two four six two. That's right. Um, and you will, you know, you'll hear the voicemail, and you can leave a message. And we're basically just looking for what your your go to rom com mm-hmm. is. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we were asking for your favorite movie of uh, two thousand twelve, and it was the same thing. We just want you to say who you are, name the movie, and say a little something about why you like it so much. But this time, it's your favorite romantic comedy or romantic movie. I would say we can extend it maybe to just romance in general. But yeah. I, but, uh, you know, because sometimes you want to laugh with your romance, but sometimes you just want to feel the romance. Yeah. And, right, uh, you right. know, pretty I know woman. that's how usually Ronald is. Yeah. But yeah. Pretty Woman wasn't funny, but it had some romantic elements. What? Lots of them. <laughs> Prostitute ones, right? That's what we like. Right? You saw Pretty Woman, right? Yeah. You know who's in it? Julia Roberts. Who else? Oh, God, was it? <laughs> How's it end? How's it end? You haven't seen they Pretty Woman. <laughs> They get married, right? But yeah, I think Pretty Woman has funny elements in it as well. I would yeah. say it's a rom com. I think that's what he was going for. Was then Runaway, was still... And then Runaway Bride was the same people, right? Except nobody wanted to see that movie. Yeah. Right. What the hell's his name, man? Richard Gere. Richard Gere. That's what it was. A buddy of mine sent me uh, the PDF face. of the original script to Pretty Woman, and it was called $3,000. <laughs> And really? it was not the same movie. I mean, it was oh, the same yeah. movie, but it was much more. You could imagine them having it. 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 Like, for instance, like her drug addiction and her kind of her status as a prostitute is much more sort of gritty throughout wow, the movie. Man. So they definitely. That's an interesting case where I think they. I don't know if it was the casting or the directing, but the script got taken in a slightly more they softened it up, slightly a bit. yeah, slightly more appealing direction. Like the it, you know the movie. Yeah, it's very similar the except fact for that the call three thousand dollars. Yeah, is... well, that tells you a little something. Right? <laughs> But yeah, back should, to our back to our thing. Yeah. We want you to call in and tell us your favorite romantic comedy or just romance, or romantic or film, movie, yeah. whatever, whatever is your go to. Um, when and, you if, try if, and, and if you do choose a movie that's one of those makes you cry type romances, maybe say what it is you like about that type of movie because I find that I don't watch a lot of those dramas that are just designed to make me cry. Yeah, because they work too well on anymore. Me. Anymore, yeah. no, I don't have any tears left. Yeah, Steve. you've right, just right. been all cried. I'm out. all cried out. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're going to keep the line open for you. We'll, we'll talk about it again in, in the next episode. But on the on the fifteenth, I think we're going to we're going to yeah. do this episode. And so as long as you can have your your choices in, um, I would say by the, the by the I guess the morning of Valentine's Day. Yeah. On the fourteenth, so we can try to include you. And you know, we do a pretty good job of trying to include everybody. So yeah, this this last time, a few people made it in right under the wire. So yeah. we will work with you. Yeah, <laughs> we want you to be a part of this podcast. Yes, we do. Please. Again, it's four four three 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 zero two four six two. Uh, the, the the movie movie hotline. Mm-hmm. The hot, we have a hotline. We do have a hotline. I'm proud of that. It'd be cool if we could like hook a phone up to it, like a, like a bat phone. Yeah, and just kind of forward all the Google Voice numbers to <laughs> you it. You have reached Schmovie phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, please call in. Let us know what you think. Um, this is a very you know we we've done a really good job of keeping this episode quick, which I like. I like. Oh, yeah. You listen to this on the go, on a one-way drive to work, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, you fit it in there real quick. Yeah, maybe you're on the treadmill. Maybe. It all works. It all works. You know what I mean? Brevity. That's what we're trying to work towards. <laughs> so, we, we, we simultaneously said, we should, you, should, you guys should listen to this. And also, you should listen to it while you're trying to lose some weight because you're fat. Yeah, right? basically. Is that what we're saying? Two birds, one stone. We're right. sort of here to deliver the harsh truths that you might mm-hmm. not want to deliver mm-hmm. to yourself. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. You're welcome. Do that. Get exercising. Here's the thing. Valentine's Day is coming up. It's coming up. Do it soon. Do it soon. It's important. I was thinking of something. This is the last thing I'm going to say. I hope you don't get offended by this. I've been losing a lot of weight lately. I'm offended. 
Um, How and dare the, you? And the weird thing is, all my dick fat hasn't gone away. This <laughs> <laughs> is all there. Just still girthy and great. It still hasn't lost its fat. Is that weird? Is that weird how that works? <laughs> is it weird? There's a few questions there, Ronald. Is it that your dick fat hasn't gone away or the fat around your dick has no, it just makes it look bigger? Are we talking about the sort of <laughs> I the saw fat that. at the base? Or are you talking about the actual, you're saying your I penis itself has re- retained its girth? I think, I that's, I think that's normal, Ronald. I don't think anybody loses weight off their dick. I saw this documentary where this guy had gotten so big that his penis lost its form. It was just like a slab of pancake fat. Like it was just like <laughs> this is a flat pancake with a dick hole, which is very weird. <laughs> very strange. So as always, <laughs> folks. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. And as always, you've made our day. <laughs> thank and you. W- <laughs> thank you so much for putting up with this. Anybody in the mood for pancakes? Yeah. <laughs>